Hey there, Shopamaniac. You're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave in the shed. Rupert with Miss Chris in the office square. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Absolutely fantastic. Same day edition of Shop Talk Show. We're recording this on Monday, July 31st, so 2023. The news is, can only happen today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I'm more slow. I'm in a more of a slow state of mind, you know, having just fresh back from a trip. I was just in Alaska. Wonderful time but yeah I, I managed to turn off pretty okay for yeah. me anyway I, I didn't see you online much which is is that's pretty good like yeah i think good. i saw once once or twice i saw you but yeah i like to sometimes just to relax i find like just looking at our discord and scrolling through the memes and stuff is 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 fun and not like a not like i'm forsaking my vacation to do that you know like whatever i think whatever i like fun things <laughs> but if i you know if you start looking at social media and and all of a sudden you're mad about a celebrity or something then you kind of are somehow screwing up your vacation <laughs> yeah i mean i guess today paul rubens passed away so there I that's saw, fair 70 you. years old um, yeah um which is too sad but you know it's it's just kind of um i have this theory chris this is my wild brain here, but like mm-hmm. we are like, I, I don't know. We grew up, we had all these idols. We'd seen all these movies, all these famous people are in our sphere, rock stars, actors and stuff. And then like, and then like we all get on the same website and then it's like, Oh, we're interacting with this popular person. And then they, Oh, they pass away. That's too sad. I'm like, I should, that should not occupy a minute of my heart. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, most famous deaths shouldn't even concern me in the least. Shouldn't earn a tweet, but for some reason. Sometimes it blows my mind how, how, just how ready these publications are for this type of news. You know, like I, I immediately clicked on some, whatever Paul Rubin article was the first, I couldn't even tell you what the publication was now. But it was nicely laid out. It had nice typography, and it was really well written. You know, I don't. I'm not. It's this is even commentary about AI, although I don't doubt that it helped to some degree because of yeah. just just how quickly it came together. Could and I was like, up an obituary, yeah, because nice. of you know, maybe I'm the right age for it. But I immediately kind of like was browsing for the like. Are you gonna like mention like the all the weird stuff that happened in his life? I think I'm the perfect age that remembers that there was a good couple of years there of just all Pee Wee Herman jokes. Yeah, because apparently yeah. you know he took his bird out in a theater or whatever, and that was that was that, the. I don't know how, if it would even make the news these days. I mean how crazy no. the world gotten just but he was super canceled there for a minute he got he got shut down yeah didn't have his kids show for but then you know he you know, he like hosted the mtv music awards or something not mm-hmm. terribly long after that and he wa- walks up there and goes y'all hear any good jokes lately <laughs> <laughs> which is a just tremendous way to get ahead of that one. excellent self self uh deprecation so, right so and- yeah, yeah, it's just funny. I He's not know. Michael Jackson, you know. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Nah. Sad. Great show. Great <laughs> movies. R.I.P. Buddy. Yep. Um. Anyhow, so that's proof that this is happening today. <laughs> anyway, but no, when you go away, you're you're like, it's weird, right? Because you're relaxing, but you. So, like, what do you do when you relax? Oh, you whip out your phone and you look at TikToks or Twitter or YouTubes or whatever. But then it's like, that's that's what I do when I'm not relaxing. So what? <laughs> what, what am I doing wrong? So how do I stop yeah, that? Yeah, you have to let your mind... I think that's how Europe has it so right, don't you? They, they uh, That first week of vacation is just getting your brain ready to relax. Yeah. And then you, then you spend another week or two actually relaxing. Yeah, and then you can go back, but our little one week crap in the U.S. doesn't doesn't do, it's not doing it. No, I don't think it's sufficient. I think it's broken. I think, you know, the yeah, uh, I do think that's like the way to do it because I don't know. Even with my kids this summer, it's like they've been playing a lot of devices, a lot of Roblox and stuff like that, you know. But I'm also just like, I I want them to hit the end of it. I want them to like play so many video games they're bored. They're just like, God, I can't stare at that iPad anymore because I will 
Like, I, I just can't, you know? And my daughter kind of hit that limit. She just, like, comes out, and she's just like, oh, man, what a weird day, you know? And I'm like, yeah, because you just haven't moved. You've been, you're sitting in a dark room on your iPad, you know? So, yeah. I just want people to get to the, the end of their weird binge, you know? So, <sighs> feel the pains of boredom. So Wasn't it, wasn't it just our dear editor, Chris Enzo, had a good point about child rearing and the the TikToks and stuff and I think what it was what was it's somebody said like oh I'm just catching up on I'm just catching up on TikTok or something mm-hmm. you know you don't you can't say that anymore in a world of infinite scroll there is no end you can't you can't catch up yeah uh, true. very interesting um all right well what's what else is happening in in the world of technology we do have some questions we can get to we love it when you send those in you can go to shoptalkshow.com and there's a thing and it's not it's not even just questions i do like a good question those are fun i think that we get less of them these days i think people have faster ways of getting answers to their questions than you mean waiting like this, six weeks week. Six yeah. week delay on a podcast is right. the best way to get an no. answer. It maybe huh. used to be though, you know. I think, or not, not that they were sitting around holding their breath till they got the answer, but it didn't feel so weird to mm-hmm. to possibly send that in. Now it's just not happening. We don't get a lot of honest to god just questions. It's much more. I'm thinking about this, or I hope you will talk about that. You know, it's more of a topic request kind of thing. So maybe we should even update the website. What does it even say anymore? Ask questions. Anything <laughs> does it? Yeah, please send in questions or topics. So topics. I well, okay. topics are better almost. So uh, please works. do that. Remember, we used to ask for MP3s too. We said go go record it. I would still take an MP3 because. Wow, it's better audio. Better audio if somebody's voice. Yeah, is people on used there, to so. actually do it too, yeah. but yeah. That's, Times have changed. Cool. It's even, even though it's even easier now than ever. You know, I'm sure there's ten websites where you can just hit a button and get a URL to your audio recording. But oh well, oh well. Not to dwell too much meta. Too much meta. Let's do one of these questions. Why not? While well, my brain is getting limber and thinking about other things to think about, Ariel Sare writes in. Um, just a really quick one about about WordPress. Is create Gutenblock the future for us WP developers. Create Gutenblock, if you haven't seen it, I believe this is the one that we're, you know, whoever, would you say automatic? I don't even know anymore if they are the producers of this or just some contributors to the WordPress open source project. Created this thing so that you can basically like NPM install, uh, you know, like create React app. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with that one. It was a way to get started and not have to worry about configuration and what dependencies to pull in and such. This scaffolds out for you a, a block for your WordPress websites and is I've used it. It's pretty well done, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it is, so it is that project create Gutenblock was closed down and it's now at WordPress slash okay. create block. So that's probably what Ariel meant though, is like there's some official Oh yeah, I see. Create Gutenblock was the one by um yeah the, the um Ahmad who's awesome and did a great job with Create Gutenblock and was probably, frankly, relieved to have the WordPress project take over on that. Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. at WordPress slash create block, but same kind of thing. It scaffolds out a block for you. Now, I want to, well, I, I put this question in here because I, I think it's worth noting that, like, if you're building a WordPress website, even from scratch, the chances that you need to custom build blocks for it, I think, is super low. Like yeah, 99.95% of all, even custom designed websites for WordPress don't need a custom block. All right. You just don't. There's a million blocks that are built in. There's lots of uh, plugins that add blocks to it. Jetpack adds a ton of blocks to it. The chances that you need a custom block are really low. So what, when do I need it? Like when I create some special content thing or what, what, when yeah, would I need I guess. it? Like, like you're trying to give people that build content for WordPress sites, a special experience for building that content. Like, let's say you're building a real estate, you know, Rupert real estate website, and you're going to give some people the ability to like create, um, 
Favorite their properties or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or just you know, create a grouping of properties or something or something. And it's yeah. really unique. So what you're in the middle of writing a post. Oh, this is a beautiful two bedroom down on the Lower East Side that you know has some grass or whatever. Then all of a sudden, right below that, you want to add. I don't know, five more houses that are relevant or something like that. But they're the real, it's really specific. So you want to build a search form that allows people to append other properties to it. You're like, hmm, there's really no good block for like a search form that finds other custom properties on this very website and allows me to build a grid of them or something. That's just really a specific authoring concern. Yeah. You'd be yeah. Like, oh, I'll build a custom block for that. Okay. That kind of makes sense, you know. I had one, uh, you know, or you know, I, I wanted to build one for code pen embeds. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. ah, that's nobody. Mm-hmm. I want you to paste a URL to a code pen embed, and then have some options and stuff. Like, I don't know, how tall is it? What do you want to show the code or not show the code and stuff like that? But I'm building that to give to you. It's a really specific authoring concern. And I had one for CSS tricks about because we we showed blocks of code in a really specific way, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't happy enough with the built-in code block mm-hmm. i wanted i wanted to see the syntax highlighting right in the right in the back end you know i wanted to see that it came out right i wanted to pick which language it is i wanted to put i wanted to highlight specific lines of code and if i when i hand built it i could build those options in to the block and make yeah. them like there's a little sidebar of options that you get to control that was perfect. So it's it's about like building specific authoring abilities. Yeah, I feel like if I'm projecting correctly, uh, been a while since uh, I've done a WordPress site, but like any place you would maybe have used a short code or something like that. Well, there maybe you go. Like that's a good. That's a chance where you'd need to create a block, right? Like. Um, or that, or that you might want to, so that it shows up rich in the editor interface, and so that's a, that's where my brain goes to. Like, if you're going to sure, use that's a, a short great code way. before, like yeah. do, and you know, but looking back, I may I've maybe written five short codes ever. You know, like like right. it's not something as when I was most short codes weren't you didn't write; they were right. It was given to you, bracket, bracket, yeah, you know, or. Code pen, bracket, bracket. Yeah. And, and, and crucially, a shortcode had attributes, just like a React component as props or whatever view calls that are. They probably still props or whatever. Props, yeah. You sent in information. You said, oh, the ID is 372 and, and the style is card or whatever. You send all this stuff through. That's how shortcodes worked. Rather than that janky experience of having to essentially write attributes, they become little inputs and selects and radio buttons and stuff in a sidebar. It's just a little nicer. A little nicer, yeah. Hmm. Um, that's it. So is it the future for creating blocks? I'd say yes. That's the endorsed thing. If you need to absolutely create a, a custom block just for a website, you might as well use that. You don't have to, but it's nice. Yeah. Because yeah. weirdly enough, they are React components. See, that's the part I don't understand is how that yeah, shimmies in and gets transpiled or DJSX or are they just doing JSX on the client or what are they doing? Yeah, they look. Oh, yeah, on the client, I don't know. It gets built into not React, you know, just like uh, okay. Babel. Babel. Okay, so there's whatever. a build step in there. There okay. is a build step, and that's what you get. You know, you get a you know npm run dev or whatever so that it's constantly watching as you're working on your component and that's the nice part you know it's like a modern dev experience for for wordpress i kind of i kind of dig that like cool well yeah. done yeah I, what i was shocked about is you know if since ariel's asking about the future i was always so stunned that um the experience it, it almost should have been the the other way around. What am I thinking of? The the the, the famous plugin that adds custom fields, advanced, advanced custom, fields. custom fields. Somehow they came out with a way to make custom blocks with advanced custom fields, in which that the authoring experience of creating one is in PHP. It's mm-hmm. just really simple PHP code, and you use their backend to enable it and all this. It, that should have been how WordPress did it. Clearly, like to add this, you have to write React 
thing is crazy to me. It should have been the other way around. It's like, if you want to write it in React, you can. That's a third-party thing because, you know, there's lots of React devs out there. People like the React authoring experience by and large. That should have been the third-party thing, but the PHP way should have been the default WordPress way. It's just totally flipped around backwards to me. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Uh, hey, all. Web components should have been... Anyway. Um, uh, there. You, yeah, right? We have the president of web components here. Why wasn't that the... Oh, uh, look. Uh, I'm Barack. <laughs> Shadow Dom Obama. <laughs> And look, uh, we could have we we could have had web components, but we didn't. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna work <laughs> on my Barack Shadow Dom Obama uh, a little more. So I, I need to re-listen to his biography because <laughs> really quickly he turns into Bernie Standards, and so that's really hard. So at the pause, you had it good there. Look, I think every statement starts look. Uh, so I talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> Good. Barack, Can't wait. Shadow Dom Obama, the president of Web Components. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. Um, Good yeah. stuff. You had a blog post about that. Did you want to mention that really quick? There's kind of the you you itemized why why they didn't do so well. And you've probably said it on the show many times, but it's nice to have a URL now that's like, these are the exact reasons why they did so I should so do well. that more because it was very successful from a content production standpoint. Um, so I gave a talk on uh, web components at Austin JavaScript last month, uh, which is pretty cool. Like, I just... Um, you know, meetups are back, and that's like phenomenal to me. You know, like I right. <laughs> came back from my vacation, went straight into giving a talk, and um, it was really cool. Like, really, just it's weird to be back doing meetups and stuff like that. But um, uh, you know, and a lot of people had good questions. You know, just like what you know, why would I use them, or like what what's the deal? Why did it take so long? Why did it take ten years for them to come out? And uh, Remy Sharp. Uh, Right, is that Rem at Rem? Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of asked that too on on Twitter and Mastodon. Just kind of like, why does anyone have a hot take why web components has taken a decade to get traction? And I just kind of was like, I have this in my talk, but I haven't like posted it out. You know, um, like I have so many opinions that I I joined like the web components community group, which is a group that tries to fix all these problems, um, and. My like five thesis, and let me know what you think about this. Okay, here's my mm-hmm. five reasons. Top five reasons. This is David Letterman. Top five reasons web components are not popular. Ready? Yeah. Uh, too low level designed for framework authors. Agree? Disagree? Agreed. I was told so much because I, 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 the f- few times I did it early on, I was like, man, that's a lot of weird stuff and boilerplate and stuff. And they're like, oh, you weren't meant to actually write that. These were designed for somebody. Yeah. And I was like, really? Well, I make websites every day, not designed for me. That's well, weird. What else right? in the web platform is like that? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Anchor elements. Nope. We don't use those. That's not for everybody. Uh, so and I was like, oh, it's co- it's cool to not need a tool. Like isn't I, that seemed like a neat thing to me for somebody who's always kind of interested in the like, what's the no tool version? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah. nothing, I guess. Well, and that's that's what was weird is like, so it's built for framework authors, and then it comes out, and then framework authors are like, no thanks, because like I have something that works, and adding this would make it not work. Like it would it would be a breaking change to upgrade this, you know, to like use Shadow DOM in in view or use or convert all view components to Shadow DOM or com, you know. Yeah, to this day, there's no super popular framework that uses that that does it. Really, that, that's that like if you make a component default, in yeah. this, it will. Yeah. Okay, so agree on that one. What do you? Guys? Um, and so the second one was heavy-handed advocacy, like a mar- which created a marketing problem, um, kind of from Google. Like, you know, early on there was like even to this day there's confusion about Polymer and web components. Like they were like Pol- web components was the spec, but Polymer was the UI framework from Google. 
And then Palmer was weird because it was like a competitor to React and all this stuff. And then it was also like competed with Angular. And then it had the paper iron gold metaphor. I don't know if you remember that. That was a weird place for it. Uh, and then it required a polyfill, which was, you know, people are always nervous oh, about that. Yeah. And then I thought most, it was the polyfill, <laughs> but n- not really. No, no, exactly. So <laughs> like, and you're plugged in, you know, it was very confusing. So. Um, it, and then Mozilla just nuked HTML imports. And so that put it weird, you know, like um, it, it was just like, so you're like, oh, I'm using this polyfill forever, you know. And then some Google advocates were like, React sucks. You're, you know, it's slow. Why are you using it? Use web components. And that didn't work. And then Google AMP came along and was like, the web is slow. We fixed it. And that wasn't good. And so, um, Thankfully, I think like all that's resolved and better now, but um, like I think that set it back quite a bit, you know. So, oh, yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, if you're in DevRel now, DevRel is really it's seeing a, a healthy moment. I think people are thinking about it nicely, and not, I mean, not just for web components, but just the entire industry is like people are hired for that job. The, the value that they deliver is is more clear and it's just it's kind of like it's almost a prized job too people want the job it's a uh, anyway and to know that you, you but you can do harm it's not like hire devrel and then success happens it's like you can hire devrel and have them dork it up yeah if your brand is like sassy punchy that's a risky territory for for like uh like advocating for a product, you know, like it might Mm. turn a lot of people off, you know, and to some degree, like the community or whatever, you know, people choose based on community too, you know? So, um, yep. I've seen moments, you know, where I've seen a DevRel punch back. Oh my God. If I was your boss, you'd just be immediately fired. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe like it's, yeah. Right. Like, it's just like, Hey, we don't talk like that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, like you, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't have a meeting to be clear about that. But you are literally hired. Like, I open my pocketbook and write you a check in which to make people feel good about our product. Yeah, not to fight them online. Oh, you're so fired. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. So I think like that was a big problem for uh, web components for a while. I think it was hard to invest in something unknown, like. If you have a app in React and Vue or whatever, uh, like switching to web components, there wasn't a good story. There's no, there's still like kind of is a lack of good stories about it. Like, you know, Adobe is using it to great success. Uh, you know, Salesforce is using it. Microsoft's using it. All, Alaskan Airlines is using it. Uh, ING Bank is using it. A lot of big companies are using it now. But we still don't quite have the stories and the case studies of like we switched to web components and now it's better. You know, you don't you don't hear that story that often. You know, no. Um, but when you do hear about it, some it's almost like they went too big. You're like, oh, Photoshop's on the web now and it uses them. You're like, well, holy crap, really? Like that's a good story, but it's almost like, like is, this, we get o- is <laughs> this only for Walmart? Or yeah. can I? Is, can my shoe store use it too? Yeah. Right, right. How do? How does? Does it work on a small scale too? Right, and then, and then the like last two are like it's it wasn't supported until very recently, like until Edge switched to Chrome in 2020. And so, if you were using it before that, wow, you were really <laughs> cutting edge at the time. You were probably suffering some pretty big scars through support and stuff like that. So. Um, I see. So we're only three years into the like use it without thinking about it territory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, use it, use it as much as you want territory, you know. And so, and now we we're starting to see meta frameworks like Rocket and Hans and Eleventy with WebC, you know, which isn't technically web components, but it's web yeah. components hired. So boy, that go, that one got me really confused for a minute. It's just it really just has nothing to do with web components. No, it it's. Spiritually descended, I, I would say not yeah. not uh, at, uh, a bloodline, no bloodline there. But um, yeah, maybe a weird name then. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's basically just a competitor to Astro's Astro file format, but it's more web componenty, smidge web componenty. But yeah, uh, yeah, it is very cool. And then the last is like components are slow. Like 
people like to be tied to the hot new thing. They don't like the thing where it's like, oh man, we have a problem. We'll fix it in a couple of years when it comes out to every browser. That's a weird. I think people, you know, struggle with that. So they want to be solving problems in user land ASAP, you know, um, and, and like yeah, having to wait on a standard to roll through it can be painful. So is that, is that tempered if you use lit or something? Do you like get those things faster? Yeah. I mean, lit like would, but, but lit, the thing about lit is like, it's, it's a bigger community in the web component community space, you know? So they're going to have user land solutions to things faster, you know, or, or they'll have like experimental specs, like, like declarative shadow Dom just came out, right? Like, um, you basically send a template to your document and it can render the web component without even running the JavaScript, which is kind of cool. So it's basically like, hey, you Does this it automatically template. work? Like I thought because if the stuff is in the template element, doesn't it not render? If it, if you have shadow mode open, I think. Um, oh, like so, as an HTML attribute? As an a- attribute. So template shadow mode open inside a web component, like inside a, a dashed element, custom element. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it tries to run it, um, or it'll render it. But the um, sort of trick there is that's not supported in every browser, but Lit was one of the first ones to offer like, a, hey, we'll just compile out your, you know, declarative shadow doms from your actual templates like we know how to do that so so it's almost like a pre ssr you know lit ssr basically i think is what it's called but it it would basically be like a a compile time thing you could run out so um, i see i see just i didn't mean to keep mentioning them specifically i noticed they don't they don't even get a link in your thing i i I was kind of somehow in my head i have it in that like if you're really gonna do this for real now that that's kind of the winner that you'd you'd probably just use lit i would start there um or start with something that uses lit if that makes sense um uh, okay there's a lot of weirdos out there chris i'm gonna call them weirdos (laughs) who are like i can't use lit uh it's not standard and uh, you know this is for standard so i can't use web components like again like i i agree but Web components were designed low level, so you need a framework on top of them. You know, like, like just because you're not writing vanilla web components doesn't mean you like you broke <laughs> the law of Tim Berners Lee or whatever. It's it's basically just like it. They were designed to have another layer and abstraction on top of them, and Lit is a pretty good abstraction. Corey Laviska has, I think, I talked about it before, but he has a really good post on like why he converted shoelace over to lit. Um, hmm. Cause he's just, he was like, I wrote my own lit, but bad, you know, like I, I wrote my own helper functions and, and everything, but it was probably bigger and not as good of an abstraction as lit. And so that's something to think about. Like you can of course roll your own abstraction, but you know, why would you want it? You know? So, um, Interesting. Yeah, it looks pretty good to me. I like this. I'm kind of like the CSS approach. That's kind of good, which is otherwise something I don't like. I don't know. I, I can't talk about it super intelligently, but I did. I also have in my brain somewhere that like <laughs> it's a it's a little overhead, but it's really small, five kilobytes. So to, to the tune of, let's say. You, you you did that you know you're gonna, you're the the kind of, uh, what do you call it? sommelier the web component sommelier Ooh, and la, you've la, led yeah. me you've led me to a beautiful image slider component you've led me to a beautiful grid component or something and I use them both but the authors of both of them one of them used lit and one of them used something else stencil or something yeah in my brain you know we used to make fun of that like you don't use jQuery and Moo tools that's ridiculous it's so bad and dumb but if somehow with web components it's like meh <laughs> five components five kilobytes here and another five for a different framework it's like really not that big of a deal yeah, and I, like Lit and Mutuals was like thirty and thirty, you know, thirty KB and thirty KB gzipped, you know, like right. And computers like, were maybe just a little slower back then. Computers just were slower back then. Uh, you, it would take five, no, it'd take like 
20 lits or 20 web component libraries to equal one React DOM, you know, like, so you have to put it like in perspective of like what all the megabytes we're sending down the chance that you enter into a multi-framework situation is probably pretty low. Although, again, web components were designed to do that, right? Like, they were designed to be like, oh, just pluck it off the shelf, you know? Like, interop, right? Um, But, like, the pain, I guess, for these, um, for having multiple is very low. So, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to, like, if there was, like, a list of components, just say, like, what, what dependency tree it comes from, and then people would be like, "Oh, that's great! Now I know." You know, yeah, it's not so dang hard. Dang it! So, gosh, one day, gosh, gosh, one day when I'm the president of Web Components, oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> gosh, it looks like you get a lot. I hate to admit, but you get a lot from TypeScript and Lit too. They have a, they make it real, even they go, t- real tight, real tight. Yeah, uh, they go uh, they go pretty hard with um, uh, they go pretty hard with TypeScript in the docs, and it's not my favorite. But um, yeah, it's uh, you can, you don't have to write TypeScript, but you can. But they use a lot of um, what are these things called decorators? You know, so instead yeah, of it's doing decorator like, heavy, so instead of doing like custom element dot define my thing, uh, and then the class. Just before the class, you'd say at custom element, simple greeting, export class, simple greeting, extends lit element. So, like, it's it's just a, like, hey, if I put this decorator before the class, I'm implying that what comes next informs this decorator. So, and then you can do your properties in there, too. So, you say, like, at props or something like that. Yeah. And then you can, like, just basically, or at You don't even need a constructor, name. then. Yeah, Ooh. no constructor. We got we broke out of it. Now it's cool. <laughs> oh no, our constructor crap came came all around. See, you, yeah. you see everybody, you don't need a constructor. You just, just type like, add property. <laughs> wow. So, don't anyway. hate it. Sorry, I really am liking the as much as I'm in general like just on the south side of TypeScript, you know, like I'm not quite in the middle. Like I mostly find it obnoxious. Uh, or you know, see the value, but I'm like, eh. But now that I don't know, when you really go, decorators are sweet. <laughs> decorators aren't necessarily a uh, a TypeScript thing. You can use them in norm normal JS, but um, well, yeah. But, why do they? Why do they? Emphasize, I don't know. But does it? Does or is it past polyfill time for decorators? No, no. It's still like stage three of four or something like that. So, um. Maybe in 2023 or four. Or so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. There's literally zero support for it. So in this case, they're using TypeScript as a as a future JavaScript machine. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so in a fancy world, you might be writing like this, you know. So, um, you know, not my favorite that they use it, but it was, it's, it's, cool. it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Everybody uses it. Um, is it... <laughs> So yeah, I don't. I wouldn't add any more to your list. I think the top five feel that feels feels strong. It's unfortunate because these aren't many of them cannot be changed. Yeah, no. I mean, you can't go back and you know, un <laughs> something. <laughs> you know, bloop that out, Chris. Thank you. Um, but the yeah, you can't really do that. But you know, it's just the. But I, I did have like a thing at the end. It was like if I could go back and do this over again, I here's what I would do. But um, but it's just kind of like I think I think right now <clears throat> you have to like replace what you know about web components. Like it was kind of a Google thing, but now it's a kind of an everybody thing, and so it's different now. So I. I I don't know would what to it, say. Wouldn't it be interesting if, like, View Four was like, oh, you know, you, you know, we we we've written a scoped CSS thing, and the way they do it is they add data attributes to classes or whatever. They have some way that scopes the CSS, even though you don't have to hand scope the CSS. That surely is a bunch of code that they have to maintain, and they're just like, oh, you know what? Actually, if you use scope CSS, we're just going to make a shadow DOM for you quick and apply that CSS into the shadow DOM. That's what I mean by no 
framework has leaned into this, right? Nobody's doing that. Because yeah. who know, what else you're buying with the Shadow Dime is all kinds of weirdness. It's like how forms behave and how accessibility tabs through your site. And there's all kinds of implications. Select or all yeah. and all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's like a ways to go before like a framework adopts it. But I do think like if you're a framework author, right, and you've built out this whole big life cycle for a component, like all these checkpoints, yeah. and the browser has that basically you know, why are you maintaining your thing? You know, like, you know, does it make sense to maintain your whole component life cycle in addition to one the browser already has? I, I feel like you get free stuff from the DOM, you know? I'm, I'm oversimplifying, but like, you, you have free stuff now in the browser that runs in C, not in JavaScript. So mm. wouldn't you rather use that? Like, yes, yeah, that's the tricky part here. Is that in I the just scoping, want the encapsulation, like you're saying, like instead of adding a little robo barf to every element, what if it's just scoped? Like it's just in Shadow DOM and then it's locked down. I mean, I, I but I don't blame any of these frameworks. Like switching just seems like a prohibitively huge educational and and bug reporting like switch so yeah that would be i just don't think they change forever but maybe then maybe the next one we'll see yeah yeah you just gotta get somebody the right person hyped on them and then they'll uh they'll prosper but but i do think again it's early days 2023 they they finally came out so so now what you know so it's always been a long game thing anyway yeah the web now that they're in the web the web never never delete anything you know it's, that's the spirit of the web that's why we like it in a way just incredible how backwards compatible it all is yeah yeah um here's a, just a quickie from old friend of the show russell heimlich uh hey. who just wanted to point out you know at, at one point we talked about your bookshelf and responsive images and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so if you really want the perfect sizes attribute which is really i think just extraordinarily difficult piece of information to gather if you have any media queries or god forbid um container queries on a you know how do you describe in the sizes attribute of an img tag what size that image is going to render at Wow, just really, truly a difficult thing to do. And even if you think you got it, there's a good chance it's wrong. You know, like what was that JS Lint's early tagline or something? It was like JavaScript linter that's going to hurt your feelings. The This is that <laughs> version of that, the responsive image linter. We'll put a link into it. It's a really cool tool, but it, in this, it, it, will, it will hurt your feelings to... Um, Hopefully you have a browser there. Hopefully you still remember how bookmarklets work. Kids out there, you drag that to your bookmarks bar. <laughs> which I mean, do bookmark bars even exist anymore? Yeah, I don't do know. I, I'm literally like, does art have this feature? <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm know dra- how you I don't do know, it know where art. to drag it. I don't know where to drag it. Yeah, um, I don't. Actually, oh, don't I can know go either. to the side. Okay, I'm in the side. Uh, right, and so the the point of this bookmarklet though is that it just it just didn't, it just runs some JavaScript on whatever page you're on. In Arc, it would be a a boost, you know, or something. You'd have to, but you'd have to instantiate it somehow. So you'd have to the boost would have to add a button, and the button would click the linter. Ugh. Anyway. This it'll look at the images on your page and see like, did you get it right? Is your sizes attribute correct? And it, it 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 knows through the hindsight of history, you know, like it can resize the page for you and uh, and mess around with the page and kind of figure out what size that image renders at at different breakpoints and stuff on your on your page. And yeah, you almost certainly have it wrong, but that's okay because it'll tell you what's right, and then you copy and paste it and you use it. So that's why it's such a great tool. Uh, but it turns out you did it right, Dave. So I did you okay. Win, yeah. Well, I tried to. And this is, I think, the thing. It's like <clears throat> you can also just choose an about appropriately sized image. <laughs> like I just, I drives me nuts that everyone's like, it's got to be exactly six hundred and two pixels wide. You know, it's like, no, it can be seven hundred. Just hear me out. Like, 
I know like that's a, you know, a waste of kilobytes, but it's not the biggest, like, I, I think like operationally, I didn't have to write a sizes thing. I didn't have to like set up WordPress to spit out 52 images or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I just served a little bit bigger image. I apologize. Like, I don't know. That's my take. I'm a well, that's fine. Yeah, you didn't even try to put a sizes attribute on here. But and then and then Russell also writes the can't wait for sizes auto. Just a huge deal. What that says is, you know, I know we've already talked about this on the show, but I am excited about it. Is you don't need to put sizes attribute on your image for any of them that are lo- lazy loaded mm-hmm. and below the fold, which is on a lot of web case, case almost all the images. It, yes. it, it's one of those things that allows you to be lazy on the web. And I'm always a big fan of that. So instead of getting this perfect, eh, just lazy load everything, put sizes auto on everything and let the browser figure it out. That's tremendous. I love do. that. Yeah. Because then like you can make cuts, like big cuts, right? Like 5, 12, 10, 24, 20, 48. Like you could make those big cuts and then just say like, I don't know, like this is, 2048W and then do sizes auto and then it's going to choose. That's cool. Yeah. And it will choose right, instead, it's of, choose right instead of what you wrote which is maybe wrong, you know. I just, that's, that's like cuz right now it's just like yeah, I got to like cut like a 900 and 902 pixel wide and then a 918, you know, like just be like, no, you get I'm cutting 5 max, you know, <laughs> and like just choose the best one. So That'll be cool. Oh, this is the question I was trying to get to from our our favorite writer inner, Simi DeClark. Um, wrote in about just is excited about new browser features, but sometimes, uh, however, Simi writes, I sometimes worry about the implications of this and what it means to be a browser engine since the web standard is append only. Interesting concept there. Lest we break backwards compatibility, that means the browser engines must keep growing and growing and growing in terms of storage and resource requirements and support and ever expanding, only expanding encyclopedia of CSS, JS, and even HTML features. That's true, right? The web is an append only set of rules. Yeah, it it is. Um, And, you know, I think somebody has kind of said, like, you know, have we made it so complex that only Google can build a browser, you know? Like, I've heard that sentiment tossed around, right? That's been true for a long time, though, I would think. But is like, but I I do think, like, you know, there are things that deprecate HTML, you know? Um, And, you know... Sort of? Sort of. But but I, I also like like don't you know the permissiveness of of the way HTML and CSS work specifically. If I call an element Dave, right? Yeah. Angle bracket Dave, and I put an image of my face in there, it, it's just going to be like I don't I don't know what you meant here. I'm just going to call that a span, you know, like and that's that's a cool like. Like there's a fallback for everything it doesn't understand, you know. It doesn't try to like, you know, even if Dave gets ripped out of Chrome because Firefox and WebKit didn't implement it, it's just is going to be a span. You know what I mean? Like, so whether that's M's or I or B or uh, what, you know, maybe B has to stick around and I has to stick around as italic and bold. But like the like some of this stuff will just like could like compost away and just fall back to being spans or whatever. Um, CSS will just ignore stuff. It doesn't understand. That's a cool feature. Um, That's unique to software too, right? Like what isn't the point there that I don't know, Photoshop documents don't work like that, you know, like some future Photoshop or or like some old version of Photoshop can't open a new Photoshop file. And it's like, this is fine. I'll just ignore the stuff I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's going to tell you, no, I won't open that file. But there is like JavaScript is a different, right? Because it can't just be like, sorry, uh, geolocation is zero, you know, or whatever. We had it all and then we took it out, you know. Um, maybe I actually did do that. Because yeah, it'll error. Like, I don't know. It'll yeah. just error out. But but one thing that 
I learned recently is V8 actually has two engines inside of it. It has a legacy one and it has a new one. And so if you use script type module, it puts you on this whole new JavaScript engine inside V8 that's fast path, that's like fast, like light years mm. faster than the old one. So they kind Isn't of that just one of the like, reasons you needed type equals module. I've always thought that was so weird that like you type, you know, import at the top of your file. Can it just know that it needs to be of type module? Like why do dude, I have to tell it? That's I so agree. Dumb. And and node seems to just really have a problem understanding modules and require and all that stuff. But um, yeah, it doesn't like uh, both of them at God, once. That's for so sure. mad at me all the time. It was mad at us today, and I'm like, I didn't do nothing. But um, uh, but yeah, it's just I, so like, I, I just it is interesting. Like, I, I don't understand. I yeah, I don't understand how that was such a huge deal. But but it was, I guess. But um, but yeah, so you can like fast track your JavaScript just by having modules and stuff like that. So that's like. If you use modern script and you can like get a faster engine. Yeah, I've never heard that. I didn't know you get I didn't know that you just get bonus speed just from using ESM essentially. Yeah. And there's maybe uh, like some features cool. you can't use or something, like old old ones like do while or something. I don't know. But did we like, mention just, that on the show? I the, once in a while people bring up like CSS strict mode that I yeah. think is neat. That's a cool idea. I don't know, you know, that probably will never have legs, but it's fun to think about. I, I would love strict mode. Just give me reports in the browser. Tell me what I did wrong. I don't. Uh, but back to that Photoshop metaphor for a minute. Th- that it would be hard to argue that the Photoshop today is like the best version of Photoshop ever, or that that product is. You know, it's append-only software. Also, like that's what they are required to do because I don't know capitalism or something. You know, like you can't. In order next year, you have to have a release that gets people excited that helps theoretically juice your sales. You know, I think you'd have a harder time telling people the features that you removed from the software and and hope that that boosts sales. You'd have to pair it up with and it's 200 percent faster or something. Uh, and it's been, you know, it's been written about for Figma as well. Although I did see that. What's the guy's name? Dylan Fields or something. Isn't that Dylan the Fields? Scene? Yeah. Yeah. He he did one of those like almost like Elon Musky tweets where he re- replied to somebody being like you know next Figma comp I want to you know be talking about which features got removed from Figma and he's like thinky face or something you know ooh, I was like you're ooh. not gonna do that like I mean if you did that would be that would be great but it seems like the more inevitable march forward of Figma is that you add crap add crap add crap add crap eventually it becomes slow and gnarly and gross and then a new startup comes along that's slick and hot and fast and beats you eventually but along the way a bunch of people Light money or yeah. whatever yeah yeah it just seems more likely but and and that's kind of the web too it's just the web doesn't a it never gets slow because apparently it's just in- incredible dedication to to keeping all new web features fast lest they never even see the light of day now i mean you could argue that our authors are making the website slow we're crapping it up with ads we're cra- you know but we're crapping it up you know it's not the platform itself isn't getting any slower uh which is kind of rad well it like blows my mind when they're like oh we made query selector faster and i'm just like how how do you make that faster you know like it's been out for like 10 years and they just like go in there and they're like oh if i do this you know i can make it faster i'm just like jeez wow yeah, um, good job. Thanks for doing that really hard, really probably largely thankless work, you know? Yeah. Especially as we know, we've heard over and over about big companies that that's not the way, at least at Google specifically, of getting ahead. You know, that culturally, internally, the, the big ideas have a big new idea, talk about it, launch it see what kind of success that's how you get promoted and that people very much don't get promoted for being like oh i think i'll just make this long time existing feature just a little bit better oh man that's yeah but people are still doing it so must be enough i wish wish there were more stories about that i mean we're we're kind of heading into a season we're launching a big new feature this uh month ish or so pretty soon here um and it's pretty exciting but um Luroapp.com. Luroapp.com. But um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and I'll be talking about it more, probably doing like live stream tours. I know it's been like pretty 
clandestined about what's going on in, with Luro. And so uh, that Dave, all you don't even know, next man. Month, so I've been working on a new version for years. So well, yeah, but just so you, you know. know, you have a brother in crime here, <laughs> brother. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's it's that thing, right? It's that tense, like. I don't want to overpromise here on what we're doing and in whatever like uh, over leak, but I, I think like we finally have like a very clear vision on what we want to present as our as draft number official draft number one, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's based on feedback and stuff like that we got from people. But but anyway, we're uh, super excited. But um, uh, but I think like you know launch this feature and then it's like looking at like what we can do next like sure we could jump into a new feature but like i think what you know makes most sense is like taking a minute to like look at the features we have and either make them better or get rid of them you know like we had to pull one feature offline it was like analytics because google switched its whole deal and stuff like that and so Mm. there's like just nuance we have to work through right but like um but like if like like that will come online eventually, but like, are there features we can like, like make better, you know, I I feel like, but you don't get a LinkedIn bullet point for that. You know, you don't get the, like, I made that one thing we already built better. You know, that doesn't look good on LinkedIn, but like, it's such a huge user facing thing or, or like quality of life upgrade. I feel like you should get more credit, you know, like, so anyway, that's just what we're looking for in the, you know, like opportunities. Like what could we like just smash out and and blow out that experience or really improve this and and um kind of like really make it work. Yeah, that's a very so. adult way to think about things, you know. It was certainly uh, you know, not to be too <laughs> behind the scenes, but it's like if you pick too many things to work on, nothing gets quite the attention that it should, you know? Yeah. You know, an example at CodePen is having two different editors, you know, like yeah. trying to solve two different problems in weird ways. They have different code bases and stuff. And we, you know, we were, we were just trying stuff. It was a little bit post, post money for yeah. us. And yeah, yeah. And like, and it was also one of our early React and GraphQL projects. So we were trying out that and, you know, and why rock the boat and whatever. There's reasons for it all. But if you kind of 10,000 feet look down and it'd be like, why, why'd you make two things? You know, hopefully we'll, don't worry, we're going to rein that in. You know? <laughs> I know too much. I, I almost gave out some big spoilers in the old Shop Talk Discord. I, it's very <laughs> exciting what y'all are doing. So uh, I know I, you haven't even seen it in ages, but don't, it's don't, been a while. I'm not going to leak. I'm not leaking, but uh, but no, it's a, I just anyway, yeah. Another like one example. So we do lighthouse audits of every page on your website. Performance, yeah, that's very nice. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like so, whatever do you get the page web you're core in. vitals then too, because we you get, get them in Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, we do. We get them, and so like you yeah. can, if you want to like use those. I find those actually not that helpful. Sorry, uh, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, web page test nerds. Yeah, sorry, web page test nerds. Uh, but but if I see my overall score has tanked, that's the next place I go. Right? Is like, hey, okay, what what vital is actually in pain? You know what I mean? And so, anyway, so we crawl all these pages. We realize, hey, we could probably just like get a surface those errors. And now you have a report of every error across your whole site. Like, oh man, we like messed up images on every single page of our site. And then you can take that information to your boss and say, we're messing up images on every page of our site. We should fix that. Yeah. Well, how cool is that? I I, I mean, t- t- so what you're saying is instead of a full report that tells you all the stuff you're doing well as well, who cares how well you're doing? I mean, maybe you can make that, you surface that some way, but it's more interesting to see the things that you're not doing well. Yeah. Just in bulk, right? <laughs> like, like we are accessibility. We are missing alt attributes on 90% of our pages. That's a problem. Like we are bad at alt attributes. We need some education, you know, like something like that. Like, could you do, I, I feel like that's pretty helpful. And so that's like an example of a feature we want to like just blow out a bit more. Cause it's like, we have that data or like we are running that data, that test for you. So like we, we collect it or we actually throw it away on <laughs> in our collection process, but in theory we can collect it and, you know, surface it to you. And wouldn't that be helpful? Wouldn't that be cool? So just be a little bit more helpful. Blow it out. So Yeah, all right. 
Uh, I think that's all the questions that I bookmarked for today. Do we have any kind of uh, kind of final thoughts here on the day? I don't have enough energy to talk about the Web Integrity API, which uh, blew up. I don't know if you caught that drama, but uh, that might be something we have to pull out the gavel Discuss for at one point. Um, so. uh, I do. Maybe uh, I don't. I don't remember if this is it exactly, but I saw some some funny stuff in a Discord the other. But it did, it seemed like it was just some guy's idea, not like not like from Google or something. <laughs> well, I think some Googlers were backing it or something. So yeah, yeah, and it was it was the one that was large, like a little bit DRM for for websites. DRM so. for websites. Yeah, basically, like if it, it would send a hash, like expect this challenge you know this hash from the end result and and it's because users love rich experiences but don't love paying for it so we would block that content unless you paid for it or you know mm. if you block the scripts for the ads then you wouldn't get the thing and i'm just like oh yeah hey, this yowzer is- so <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, this is what I was. Wondering. I was I was taking screenshots of the, the the GitHub issue board because people were really hammering it, and most of it was just is rude in a pile on, and maybe don't do that. But some of people took the opportunity to be really funny. Like there was one that was like feature request colon block copy and paste. <laughs> that's good, perfect. They there was yeah, there is one that's like. User research question mark, you know, and it was basically just like, hey, it said you researched this, but like, what is the research? <laughs> you know, like, could you just tell us that? Hey, so, you don't get to just say you did research. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't. That's not legal. So, um, yeah, isn't it interesting? I mean, I, I, I think of how at, at one time Apple just, you know, not to, to whatever, I feel like a fanboy, but I kind of am. Remember that at one point they just removed DRM from all of iTunes? They're like, now if you download a song, they're just not protected anymore. And you're like, what? Really? Thanks. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I will say, so with the Web Integrity API, so here's the reasons they give for it, right? Users like visiting websites that are expensive to create and maintain, but they often want or need to do it without paying directly. So you're out of here. Uh, users want to know they are interacting with real people, okay? So I don't know how that this helps, but anyway, I guess a bot, you would not show it to a bots or something, or a bot injects a script or something. So, okay, maybe... Uh, users are playing a game on a website. So I, I think that's like fair. Like users want to play a game. If somebody comes in and writes JavaScript against the game, that's unfair. But maybe Wasm fixes this already. I don't know. Um, and then users get tricked into installing malicious software that imitates banking apps. I mean, that's maybe okay. I, I, there's... Some things here, but it's just, I don't know, man. It, it does seem like it's ad tech and under the guise of security tech, and that sucks. So that's my take. So, yeah, I feel less bad about the pylon if it's like a, from Google anyway. Like that's punching up and that's okay. Yeah, it's for Googlers on the, uh, on the author's section of the, the explainer. So we'll include a link to the explainer. Um, but it was, I don't, I don't, yeah, again, I'm not going to cry if people don't make billions of dollars, but, you know, I understand the need to, but. If, if, if we end up doing more research or talking to people about it, maybe we'll revisit this, this concept. Yeah, I just also think, like, most browsers are going to, like, break that in anyway, right? Like, Safari has their, like, TPI or whatever, you know, that they just shut off stuff, you know, like, are you. Is this a war against Safari? So I don't know. Um, oh yeah, you think there's like a secret backroom reason for it all, or yeah. something, or like, yeah, what what would Apple do? But then I mean, maybe for your bug reports, were you saying like all your bug reports are like, like basically Chrome extensions? You know, you could be like. They come and go in little rashes. There was one little like very popular uh, AI. Um, one that was blowing up was called like Black Box or something like that. And it just oh, did all kinds of crap to CodePen. Yeah. It's just a mess. And uh, we'd write back and it just for a couple of weeks there, it was, it was almost always 
because of black box. Are you using this guy? Are you using it? Yeah. And then, Um, you know, props to Stephen Shaw and our team who, rather than just, you know, create like uh, autoresponders and stuff uh, around this, actually just wrote to them and be like, look, you're just breaking our stuff. And they fixed it. So (laughs) go to the source, people. A little little cross cross company B2B there. A little B2B work. Yeah. Sometimes it's B2B work. I had to do B2B. I filed an issue against Prosmere and they fixed it. So we had a complaint come in, like the thing jumped and I figured out the repro and I posted it on Prosmere and they fixed it. So, so Margin did it. Isn't he the yeah, Prosmere yeah. guy? Yeah, Margin. Um, yeah, that's nice. And I was, I was pretty pleased with the service. He, he got on it. So I think I had a good repro though. I, like, I am going to pat myself on the back. That was a pretty good repro, if I don't yeah. mind saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Uh, I don't know. That's, it's just one of the people on earth who's really going to hold you to that. I'll say that, you know, he's a, I think probably appreciated very much your, your I, good, I, good repro. I did go through it. <laughs> I did like look at a few issues and he's just like, boom, close it, close it, close it. Like, can't repro, can't repro, you know. So I was like, I'm going to really do this. I'm going to yeah, actually. when you're a one-man show like that on a lot of things, you probably don't have a lot of choice. You can't. You can't yeah. do it. I've seen no. you do it, too. So yeah. I'm ruthless, dude. I, I got yeah. no time. <laughs> if you don't have time for me, I ain't got time for you. Sorry. Hey, that's, there you go. That's, uh, that's tough, man. Tough, tough cookies. So, All right, we can wrap it up. Speaking of time. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this new podcast. Choice. Be sure to start her favorite update. Out, be fine about the show. Follow us on whatever we call Twitter now. And, <laughs> uh, join us in the Discord, patreon.com slash shop talk show. Chris, you got anything else you like to say? Whoa, just shop talk show.com. 